but I actually had a pretty unpleasant episode early on in my carnivore journey. I actually was not eating enough fat and I became pretty severely constipated to the point where I was on the toilet at work for about 20 minutes, struggling to get it out and it was painful. Welcome to another episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. In today's episode, we are discussing poop. Stools, feces, poo, whatever you want to call it, we all do it. Some more than others. Now, I had a number of comments across my episodes asking about the carnivore diet and bowel issues, so I wanted to make this episode to address those concerns. Bowel issues are relatively common on the carnivore diet, but thankfully they can usually be pretty easily remedied. It may not be the most exciting thing to talk about, but it is pretty important. So issues that you might get include diarrhea, constipation, cramping, bloating, burping, and gas. Now, disclaimer, if you have any serious medical issues, you must see a doctor to get yourself checked out. That being said, let's talk about diarrhea. Diarrhea is defined as the passage of loose stools three or more times a day. But this isn't particularly helpful if you're going, say, twice a day, but you're still having lots of issues. That's actually kind of not normal. Diarrhea can certainly happen on the carnivore diet, as it can on any type of diet, but especially when there's been a change in what we are eating. Any change in the diet when the body is not used to what you're eating is likely to cause some GI upset, particularly in this case if we're not used to consuming large amounts of fat and you suddenly start to do so. Most long-term carnivores and authorities on the matter recommend consuming around 75-80% to calories from fat. That's quite different to the standard American diet of around 30-35% to maybe 35% calories from fat. Now we have to acknowledge that carnivore is typically a high fat diet, which is above the standard guidelines, which usually suggests around 20 to 30% roughly calories from fat. An excessive fat intake can cause these stools. Now digestive enzymes can also help this. So things like ox bile, creon, other digestive enzymes could be useful for some, although I believe most don't need this. So if we're having excessive fat intake, that could be a cause of diarrhea. Any change in our diet is likely to cause a change in the gut microbiome, pretty much standard. This can further contribute to issues digesting and maybe absorbing food, resulting in some people experiencing diarrhea or GI upset when starting the carnivore diet. To help this, some people take things like probiotics, which is unproven, but some people swear by it. Most of my followers know, I think by now, I'm a believer, big believer in experimenting safely. So by all means, try the probiotics. And if it helps, great. If it doesn't, you know what? Just stop taking them. Another potential way to reduce the issue is to ease more slowly into the carnivore diet, rather than kind of just, just launching yourself in and going full throttle. Now, I'm a big fan of just going into it without procrastinating too much because I believe most people don't really need to go slowly. But this approach could potentially ease the diarrhea 
in particular if we're not used to eating a lot of fat. Now of course we have to admit on a carnivore diet we're eating very little fibre and that is a potential cause of diarrhoea. Now critics of the carnivore diet say that fibre is an essential nutrient and we're lacking it. Now I've got a whole other episode coming out soon on fibre so make sure you subscribe to the channel to be notified of when that arrives. But really there's nothing essential about fibre. We don't need it to survive and that's the definition of essential. So fibre is not essential to life. We do have to admit of course however that fibre does give bulk to stool which will firm up your stools and if you have diarrhoea more fibre can sometimes be helpful although sometimes it's actually not and it can make it worse. Now fibre is touted as the amazing save-all for everything nowadays but in reality it's not. Fibre can be potentially damaging to the bowel. It's known to be irritating to the bowel and can cause a lot of issues. Just ask any GI surgeon if you should eat fibre after bowel surgery. They'll tell you absolutely not. It will destroy your bowel. So fibre was so amazing for us, why are we told not to eat it when our bowel needs to recover from surgery or infection? Anyway, I digress. Lack of fibre will soften your stools and probably make them looser. Now on a carnivore diet we don't really eat fibre typically unless you are eating fruit and I know some people do. Now personally, again I don't want to digress too much, but if you're metabolically healthy, you know what you're doing, you know then fair enough, if you think fruit's helpful for you, experiment, if it works for you, great. At the moment I'm not eating fibre, um, fruit. However, we do eat so-called meat fibre. Now that's things like connective tissue. I've mentioned it before about Dr. James Salisbury and the Salisbury steak. And he actually famously wrote into a newspaper, I don't recall which one I'm afraid, uh, when they mentioned him uh, and he basically lambasted them for saying it was simply ground beef, when it wasn't. It was in fact ground in a special, particular way to remove all of the connective tissue, otherwise known as the meat fibre, because he realised this was causing a problem for some people. So meat has connective tissue in it, little bits of gristle, blood vessels, sinew, all those bits actually binding the meat together. And all of these actually kind of act like fibre in your gut and will help to bind your stool and provide the bulk. If your bowels are very loose, you could try potentially eating more meat products that contain this connective tissue. Now some people actually go as far as specifically trying to seek it out, eating things like tendons, eggshells, you know, so on. Now personally, that's not for me, but if it works for you, great, go for it. Food intolerances can be an issue, of course, and some will go heavy on things like lactose uh, with, with things like milk, cheese and butter. Now before you start arguing in the comments, butter is very low in lactose, yes, but it's not zero. Most people will know they've got lactose issues before starting carnivore, but not always. Some things aren't evident until we actually start to eat them in high quantities. Now personally, I don't really drink gallons of milk or eat buckets of cheese. I don't think that's a great idea. But some do, because they think, well, it's animal-based, so it's okay. Now actually, cheese is actually generally constipating, so loose stools could actually potentially be helped with cheese. But if lactose is an issue, avoid it. Magnesium zinc and other nutrient issues can be a potential cause of GI upset. 
A lot of people look to use electrolyte supplements when starting or being on a carnivore diet. Now there's a lot of debate on whether electrolytes are actually needed. I personally, at the moment, don't currently use any. But I am open to the idea. In fact, I saw a patient today who actually uh, said they started using them when they started feeling a bit low and they just it was amazing how they feel now. So yeah, look, I might try it at some point. Supplementing magnesium, though, can cause a lot of loose stools. Magnesium is an extremely potent laxative, especially if taken on an empty stomach. Now, I know this personally. I've had a lot of issues with magnesium in the past. My magnesium is almost always low. So I do occasionally supplement with magnesium. But if I take it on an empty stomach, yeah, I get pretty horrible diarrhea, bloating, cramps, and so on. Too much zinc can also be a potential cause of diarrhea, possibly because of the outcompeting copper and reducing copper levels, which can cause GI upset. It's unlikely to be a problem, though, if you're not supplementing over 50 milligrams. I usually recommend about 30 milligrams a day for zinc supplementation. It's not a huge problem because most of the world's population are zinc deficient, around, well, at least around 20%, but I mean, where I work, I mean, 95% of people that I test are actually zinc deficient, which is crazy. I'm going to do another follow-up video on nutritional deficiencies, so make sure you subscribe again to, so you don't miss that one there. Now, funnily enough, excessive sodium intake can also be a possibility. This is not that likely on a carnivore diet because most people are not eating processed food, of course, and that's where a lot of the salt we get comes from. But like anything, people can go overboard just putting salt on absolutely everything, which could theoretically lead to dehydration, which can actually cause diarrhea. Now, excessive protein could also be a cause of diarrhea, bloating, abdominal pains. It's not very likely to cause constipation, though. Now, there's a few reasons why this might happen. So incomplete digestion can occur if we're having too much protein our body might not be able to fully digest it, especially if we're not used to eating that much protein. This can lead to undigested stool, uh, protein rather in the stool, which can cause diarrhea, bloating, and gas. Protein-rich foods also tend to come with high fat on a carnivore diet, which we've already mentioned, of course, can be an issue. Protein also has an osmotic effect, which means it can basically draw water into the digestive tract which kind of means if you consume too much protein, again, this can result in excess water in the stools leading to diarrhea. Constipation can also be caused by similar issues as diarrhea. So it may be very hard to tell what the issue is. Though if you have both constipation and diarrhea at the same time, that could actually signal a serious bowel issue. You really need to see a doctor if that's happening. Constipation can also be caused by dehydration as well as diarrhea, which I know is confusing. A change in your gut microbiome as well, like diarrhea, and magnesium issues, although usually a lack of magnesium, not too much. But the most common reason I see is a lack of fat in the diet. As we said earlier, the standard American diet, which a lot of people around the world follow, has around maybe 30 to 35% fat in the diet. Going from this to 80% fat by calories is a big change. 
and many will underestimate how much fat they need to consume. Now, a lot of other people will simply say, oh, I just can't manage that much fat. Or, I, I, don't, you know, I don't need that much fat. Sometimes I've seen people telling others that they're eating like 80% protein and 20% fat by calories. Not sure I really believe that's true. I think they'd have serious issues if they were. These people are often then complaining about being constipated on the same thread or other threads on Facebook and so on. Now, I'd question if someone really can't manage to eat more than maybe 50% fat. A ribeye steak, for example, delicious by everyone's standards, pretty much, arguably the best tasting and most nutritious cut of beef we can possibly imagine, has around 75% fat by calories. So if all you ate all day was ribeye, which incidentally is what I'm doing at the moment, you'd be pretty much almost spot on for your calories, your macros. Now I'd wager most people don't get problems if all they ate was ribeye. So they probably can eat that fat without problem. They just think they can't eat it. Or the fat they're consuming is they're not liking. Now lack of fiber, of course, can lead to constipation. And we're not going to be eating fiber on this diet. But we have a little bit of meat fiber, as I said. But that's not going to be enough. But let's think for a moment what fiber actually does. It doesn't really make the stool soft, particularly. Although there are two types of fiber, soluble and insoluble. Soluble fiber can make stool a little softer. And insoluble will give it more bulk. Given that the majority of fiber most people consume is actually insoluble, this can actually do little to avoid or resolve constipation. What it really does is kind of help to push it out of the other end. Now let's use an analogy for the moment. I, I like to use a lot of analogies with my patients and uh, the feedback I get is that this one's actually pretty useful. So let's imagine a bowl of wheat bix or Weetabix, depending on where you are in the world and a bowl of butter. Butter obviously represents the fat in our analogy. Wheat bix represents the fiber. The primary job really of the colon, as far as we know, is to draw water out of the stool. But what happens if we leave a bowl of half-eaten wheat bix on the counter and we come back a few hours later? Well, almost certainly it's gone rock hard. It's stuck to the bowl and it's impossible to get off without soaking it for days. And what happens if we add more wheat bix on top of this? It's still rock hard. But now we've just got even more wheat bix in there, which will eventually go hard. Not especially helpful. Now, if you can get enough wheat bix in the bowl before it hardens, well, maybe you can kind of just, I don't know, push out the old stuff over the sides of the bowl. It's kind of like what fiber's doing. It adds bulk and essentially forces the bowels to kind of push it through. But let's go back to the butter bowl. What's happened to that? Well, it's almost certainly going to be soft. It's never going to harden in the air. Leave it at body temperature, 30 odd, 37 odd degrees, and it's going to be soft all day long, no matter how long you leave it for. And that's what fat does in your bowels. Keeps your poo nice and soft. So if you're constipated, my first suggestion would be add fat and keep adding fat until you get the desired effect. Now, 
This may be too much information, so feel free to skip ahead a couple of minutes. But I actually had a pretty unpleasant episode early on in my carnivore journey. I actually was not eating enough fat and I became pretty severely constipated to the point where I was on the toilet at work for about 20 minutes struggling to get it out and it was painful. And eventually, yeah, I had to just manually evacuate myself, which pretty much is as it sounds. I literally had to put a finger in and pick it out. Not very pleasant. I obviously washed my hands afterwards. But it can happen. But I recognized that this was almost certainly a fat issue. Came home, after work, ate a load of butter, which tasted, oh my God, amazing. Clearly my body wanted the fat. And the next day, perfectly normal poo. So if you're on maybe like 90% calories by fat and you're still constipated, look, maybe it's not fat. Water is also required. And a lot of people can get dehydrated because we're not having the carbs to hold on to the water anymore. So drink more water as well if you're feeling constipated. If that's not working, try some magnesium. Now, a lot of the world is deficient in magnesium. Approximately 50% of adults, although some studies suggest 70%. It can be hard for labs to test for magnesium. It's quite inaccurate. Unless you do a muscle biopsy, which is invasive, we don't want to do that. Exercise can also help to keep your bowels moving. We all know this. So now I want to talk about frequency and volume. I mentioned in one of my previous episodes, of course, that I had pretty bad IBS. And this is a common story. I'm not special with this. A lot of people find it goes away on a carnivore diet. Like myself, yeah, it did. Now, I go maybe once or twice, once every one to two days. It's easy, super quick. I don't have to push. I don't have to struggle. And there's like literally no smell. I also pass almost no gas. I've gone from doing like pretty super smelly farts a lot of the time. Very embarrassing, especially when you're in an office all day, like you're not moving out and you're just literally sat there and you're in farts all day. But now, I honestly don't even know the last time I farted. At the time of recording, I've been awake for what, like 14 hours, 15 hours now? I don't think I've farted all day. I'm not obstructed. I've done a poo earlier today. There's just nothing producing gas in my bowel. Gas is not good for us. It's not normal to have lots of gas in the bowel, especially with heat. That's a bad combination. Causes a lot of cramps, bowel pains, bloating and farting. And that's not normal. Burping, hiccups, almost entirely disappeared as well. I just feel like my body is just so much more balanced with my GI tract now on carnival. So my advice, if you're having issues with diarrhea, would be less fat, stop the magnesium or zinc, increase your sodium intake, and reduce your protein intake in that order. If you're having constipation, I'd suggest trying, in order, more fat, very important. Increasing your fluid intake, reducing your salt intake, increasing your magnesium intake, and maybe zinc. But if what you're doing isn't working, look, try something else. If you're still having issues, maybe it's time to see a doctor. 
good luck to everyone out there on your carnivore journey. Hopefully people are not having issues with their bowels, but if they are, look, hopefully some people have found this useful. Most people that do carnivore do get a little bit of issues with their bowels, but it's usually pretty quickly resolved. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please consider sharing it around to your friends and family, share it on social media and so on. A subscription to the channel would be amazing, of course, and if anyone's wanting to consider supporting my channel even further, consider subscribing to Patreon for a small amount for just single support, or if you want to get bonus content, additional podcast episodes, private consults and so on, then there's further tiers available. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for this... Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help to spread the word that how, how we can improve mental and physical health through diet and nutrition. If you are imp- interested in improving your own... Okay, let's just re-record that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help out the channel to grow. If you have found this useful and you want to improve your physical and mental health further, please do check out my website, themeekmedic.com, where you can find all my eBooks are currently 50% off with the code 50OFF. That's code 50OFF50OFF for 50% off all eBooks. Take care. Thank you. See you in the next episode.